In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. I am sitting here in my office that uh, that my husband and my kids painted for me while I was away on vacation, and I'm looking out my window, and it is just, it's snowing, and, and it, it's not like one of those crazy blizzard snows. It's just an absolutely beautiful snow, and just having come off of Thanksgiving break and being with family and friends and having everybody in my space and, and in my home and being so thankful, I think that this is such an appropriate setting for what we're going to be talking about today. I am so thankful for everything that I have. I mean, I could look out my window right now and I could see the trees that fell down from Sandy and I could see the the shed that got ruined by the wind and the you know, the trampoline that got washed away from the water, and I could say, oh, my gosh, things are so bad. Or I could go, oh, my gosh, I can sit in this warm space and look out this beautiful window and see all of this nature and all of, this, all of these gifts that I have and be truly thankful. And I'm at the point in my life where I'm going to go for the thankful. <laughs> So we had a lot of different types of show lined up between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And after last week's show on gratitude, what I decided to do was really kind of focus on that theme right through the Christmas holiday. Um, I know we don't all celebrate Christmas per se, but I do believe that we all kind of experience the energy that happens around this time of year where people are more focused on giving than they are receiving, I believe. Um, But I also think that there is an entire group of people who are really focused on doing the most good. And, you know, I work with charitable organizations through my TK's Toy Box business, and I work with Salvation Armies and Toys for Tots, and I'm surrounded by these people who from September 1st until December 31st are 100% focused on what they can do and give to their community in this very short period of time. So, you know, there is an energy, whether you celebrate the holiday of Christmas or not, there is a certain energy that happens around this time of year that I think kind of envelops all of us. And so I wanted to carry that theme of gratitude through to the Christmas holiday. And in looking for some wonderful guests that can really speak to giving and and charity and and gratitude, um, I came across a woman who is 
Actually, she's a, a law of attraction expert. Um, her name is Christy Whitman, and she created a program called the Enlightened Kid Program. Um, but in addition to that, she has a lot of amazing life experience. Um, she has a quantum success coaching academy where she teaches other people and certifies other people in being law of attraction coaches, which I think is just amazing. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's been through a lot. And she has learned to turn those burdens into blessings and teach parents and kids how to do the same thing. So I'm really, really excited to be joined by Christy Whitman. Hi, Christy. How are you? Hi, Tara. How are you? <laughs> I am great. <laughs> yes, it sounds like you are. It's amazing that you can spread that out, so good for you. Thank you so much. I I really kind of... I felt such a connection when I read your bio and when I read your what your program is about and all the things that you do. You know, Stop Raising Einstein is very similar in concept to what you're doing, and I think we're kind of kindred spirits in that. I believe very strongly in the law of attraction, um, and I also saw that there was a huge void when it came to teaching that process to our kids. Absolutely. And I was always confused by that. So tell me a little bit about what got you into this and, you know, where you're coming from with your whole experience and process and, and mission. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've been practicing law of attraction as a student for well over 15 years, and I've been coaching. Um, I'm an author and a coach and a speaker, and I've been coaching on universal laws like law of attraction for a um, little over, well, a little over 10 years now, and now I get to certify um, coaches that want to become law of attraction coaches. And, you know, th- through doing my own coaching and seeing, you know, clients, it's like something always comes back, whatever their issues are, whatever their limiting beliefs are, whatever problems they're having with money or relationships, it always stems back to their childhood or a limiting belief that they have or, you know, it's always something that stems back from the past and you know, so it's it's always been um, really a passion of mine. Children have always been a passion of mine, even before I had children, because I could see, you know, how we really have to have a different paradigm shift in the way we parent, and how we really have to do things differently. Yelling at our kids, um, you know, spanking our kids, um, you know, trying to make them cookie cutter that one needs to be exactly like the other, or that we need to compare them. All those things need to literally be just thrown out the window because they disempower our children and it makes them not okay to be who they are, and they come up with this belief that, you know, they're not enough, and then their whole entire lives they're trying to prove or trying to go, um, you know, find some external source that's going to say that they're enough. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so for me that was really big. And then when I had my own children, um, you know, it was just natural for me because my husband and I, we live our lives by law of attraction, so everything we do is, you know, what, what's our intention for today? I mean, as we get in the car, you know, we, we literally deliberately create our day all day long, and our children are, you know, literally just marinating in that because, you know, as very small children, I have a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old and a two-year-old, 
you know, they don't understand a lot of the concepts that we talk about, but they do understand the energy vibration that we give out. And if we're talking as parents um, around our kids, about, you know, to, to each other about money and the lack of money, for example, mm-hmm. um, our kids are going to pick up on that. They pick up on that vibration that there's not enough. Or if we're always saying to our kids we can't afford that, or um, if we're even in a space of just feeling stressful about money, our children pick that up. And then that becomes their beliefs unless they're, you know, trained to really challenge those thoughts and challenge those beliefs. And so, you know, I, I really got um, really clear one night when we were, um, I'm not Catholic, I used to be Catholic when I was younger, um, but to honor my mom and my dad and, and Frederick's parents, um, they're both, they're both, uh, both, parents, both set of parents are Catholic. Um, we wanted to have them raised in the Catholic, or excuse me, baptized in the Catholic Church, because I figure, hey, anybody that's going to bless my kid, I'm so happy. So when we <laughs> went to go meet with the, with the priest, he said something that really struck me. It's really struck a chord to me, and he said that if children don't get a spiritual understanding from ages 0 to 12, they really are lost later in life. And I started, like, it was almost like that flashback of, like, all these coaching clients, all their faces started coming to me, and, you know, all these questions that I get from, you know, I I have a database of 100,000 people, all these questions that I get every day on, you know, limiting beliefs, or how can I change my, my, you know, attraction to money, or how can I find the right person, or, you know, whatever their, their issue is, it always came back to stuff of their, of their past and in their childhood, and, so I said to myself, okay, well, it's great that my kids are going to be able to know this information and they're going to be trained in this information, but what about most people that, one, are struggling with this with law of attraction, as an example, first of all, and, you know, they're trying to apply it in their life. You know, some of them are having success with it, others are not. Um, you know, what are they going to do when they have children? And all of a sudden I just downloaded, like, this information about the Enlightened Kid Program, and um, that, so that's literally what I did is I followed my divine assignment and put out there a program that helps parents um, not only understand it themselves, but helps them give to children empowering thoughts and, and uh, um, beliefs that they do create their own reality. And so it's broken down into, um, you know, into age groups, zero to two, two to five, and five to eight, because those are the most developmental years for a child. And it's like 80% of our, our emotional programming is literally from zero to eight. And um, mm-hmm. it's really staggering to 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 hear that, you know, it's like most people will spend um, the rest of their adult life, if they're aware and if they're conscious, you know, trying to shift the things from their past. So why not, as a parent now, take responsibility for help empowering those our children to be who they are? I mean, I've got two very, very, very different boys, and I don't try to make Alex Maxim, and I don't try to make Maxim Alex, and I never compare them because I know I've been compared as a child all my life, and I know what it felt like. And so it's just really my mission to help um, empower parents, really, to stop doing that. Just as similar, like you said, kindred spirits is that they're not cookie cutter. It's not the same child. They're different spirits. They come in with a different personality. They come in with a different mission. How can we support them and help them, you know, really nurture that so that they can grow into the really divine being that they are and manifest what they want to in this lifetime? That's amazing to me because I was one of those people who always believed that um, you can't start explaining those things to kids until they're, you know, older, until they have a basic concept of the world around them and how things work and, um, you know, 
to, to explain beliefs to a child, I always thought that you couldn't start to put that idea into their space until they could understand what beliefs and ideas and control and responsibility were. And it's just amazing to me that you have created this program that starts at birth. But if I understand you correctly, and we're going to go to break in a minute, but when we come back, if I understand you correctly, really what you're saying is that it's something, it's a mindset that you carry as a parent. It's just a way of being around your children until they're ready to communicate with you and have the understanding of what it is that they're really doing. It's both, it's both, and we'll touch on that after break. That's awesome. I'm really excited about that. And I have to tell you, did you just say that your son's names are Max and Alex? Yeah, Alexander and Maxim. Mm-hmm. Alex and my, my sons are Max and Alex. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so now, now you're totally creeping me out, Christy. And we oh, are my gosh. <laughs> That's That's amazing. I think this is going to be a really awesome conversation. We're going to be right back. (laughs) Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com.
Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Um, We are joined today by Christy Whitman, who is the creator of the Enlightened Kids program. And um, also, I I really want to mention, too, Christy, that you have some really awesome stuff out there in the way of meditation CDs, connecting with your future self, and empowering song CDs. And um, you also have a book, You Are More Than What You See. These are all really, really awesome tools and resources, and um, I, I really hope that everybody takes the opportunity to go to your website. It's just it's just christywhitman.com, correct? Yeah, and if they're interested in looking at the Enlightened Kid program, it's enlightenedkid.com. So they can either go to one, one or the other, christywhitman.com or enlightenedkid.com. Great. Great. I like to bring things like that into the space in the middle of the program because, you know, sometimes at the end we miss it. And I just think that what you put out there is too valuable for people not to take advantage of it. So um, just wanted to make sure we got that out there. In In the first part of the show, you were talking about how you and your husband live by the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you you kind of just were both on the same page from the very beginning on that? Well, I use law of attraction to attract my partner, <laughs> my <laughs> husband. So I was really clear because I had been in an eight-year relationship prior, um, wonderful man. But he he thought law of attraction was a nice idea. But then when it came to you know trying to um, really be empowered or really trying to change his life, he blamed you know everything on either the economy or his job or you know that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so that was that was kind of a deal breaker for me. Um, it was really important for me to have someone, especially with what I do. I mean, I'm a well-known expert in law of attraction, so it felt so out of alignment with me not being with someone that you know really believed in and really acted upon and, and had it as their belief system. So when I was you know writing my list of my perfect ideal partner, not perfect in a sense of perfect, but perfect for me. Um, one of the things I wrote was that, you know, this person really needed to live by law of attraction. And even if they didn't know everything about it, they were willing to learn more. And that's really what I attracted in my husband is that he's very conscious and he's also willing to continue to grow and learn more. And it's one of the things I find sexy about him is that, you know, he's always willing to go for that growth. So, yeah, that was definitely a deliberate creation on my part. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And I like also that you brought in there that perfect isn't necessarily perfection as other people see it, but what's perfect for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I I tell my kids that a lot, and I have a lot of friends who are kind of stuck in what my my, Regina Garapi, my dear friend, calls the prison of perfection, Mm -hmm. and I keep trying to remind them that, you know, you can see perfection in a rose. You can see perfection in a sunset. It doesn't have to be a perfect life. That's too big. Yeah. You know, that, and, you know, we're going to have good days and bad days, but... You know, perfection comes in the acceptance of those things as being just as you want them to be. Well, that's you know? it. Yeah, uh, my first book that I wrote 15 years ago is called Perfect Pictures, and it's about how most of us are so looking for that perfect thing. And so we might have 
you know, a really great life and everything is going great, but there might be one thing out of ten that isn't right or isn't what we want, and our total focus becomes that perfection, that, that misperfection, and we go into, like, focusing and literally become that, you know, that lack of that thing instead of looking at all the different things in our life that we can be satisfied with because that it really is the law of sufficiency and abundance. It's not just about law of attraction. You know, it's a law of abundance. And when you're not, when you're always coming from a place, from a place of not being satisfied with what you have, you can't create more abundance. You can't create abundance, period, because you first have to be satisfied, grateful for what you have, and then, you know, have other dreams, have other desires, and come from a space of being excited to create those things. But if you're always looking for what's not right and that you're not going to be happy until something is perfect, your, your eyes, your, your view always goes to the things that are wrong and, and you know, that's not making you happy, the things that are not satisfying you. And that is definitely not going to work in your favor as far as laws, law of attraction is concerned. Wow, you just opened up something really huge for me with that personally, Christy. And Good. I just, I am in a space right now where <clears throat> I keep thinking, when this happens, then I will be on a path to focus on my dream. Mm-hmm. You know, when I complete this, when this is done for me, then I will be in a space to go after my dream. And coming from a person who, you know, I, I, I believe that I follow the law of attraction. I believe that I try to vibrate on a higher plane um, so that I'm attracting more into my life than I'm repelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what I just realized is I have to first be completely satisfied with where I am and and how that's working and the and the part that it played and the gifts that it brought to my life absolutely before i can release it to move on to the next thing and and you know why because here's the thing we are creative beings so wherever you are right now is not where you're going to be in a year and if you're always looking for where you want the next place that you want to be at and you're not satisfied first of all you can't create abundance but you're never really present in the moment in the life that you have created um, you know, when you in a year from now, you're going to have very different desires than you have from right now because you're going to be at a different level. And so it's like, you know, when you get there, are you then going to be unsatisfied that you're not in the next place? Because whenever we create something, we always want something different. I mean, think about it. You know, I remember mm-hmm. when I was wanting so deeply to have a man in my life, I attracted, you know, that was my big desire, and then I attracted this man. Then it was like, okay, now we want to create a house together. So it's like, okay, next desire. Then we created our dream house together, and then it's like, okay, now we want to create a family. And, you know, and it's like it always goes on. It's like we have these desires, and it's not coming from a place of, uh, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? It's really coming from a place of we're create we are we are divine creations. That's the nature of who we are. So we, our, our nature is to be creating. We always want to be creating. And if you're coming from a place of what you have right now is not enough, and you're not going to be happy until you're always really postponing your joy. And <clears throat> you know, I, I have the very same thing. I mean, from from a standpoint of success, I've I've reached that very high level of success in my life. I've got the lifestyle that I want. I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, have my business online, two amazing kids. I've got a husband that's you know, I've got my ideal body. I've got great abundance. You know, financially free. I mean, I, I've got 
the life that I chose to create. And yet, even today, I saw a friend of mine that said, yeah, we're, we're uh, getting ready to pack. We're going to our, um, our winter home in L.A. And I was like, oh, I put out that intention a couple years ago that I didn't want to live in Montreal in the winters anymore. And so you can immediately go into what you don't have. And it's like, wait, stop. You have what you have right now. If this is a desire for you, be inspired by what she has. You know, if this really is a drive for you, then do what you need to do to make sure that you have a second home or that you go away for, you know, four months out of the of the year. I mean, if this really is something up for you. But it's like don't be dissatisfied for what you didn't accomplish when you're missing out on all the things that you have accomplished or the things that you do have in your life, the things to be grateful for. Wow. That is, it's such, it's such an easy tweak, but the way I heard that, the way that came through for me was, it's basically turning jealousy into dreams. Yeah. It's being inspired by people instead of being jealous and envious. Wow. And you know, I, I really want to talk about how we can bring that into, for our kids, but what an amazing tool to be able to give to our, our teenagers today and our tweens because so much of the, you know, the mean girl syndrome and, you know, the, the jealous boy syndrome, so much of the bullying and the fighting and the anger could be washed away by simply turning jealousy into dreams. Yeah. And saying, wow, you know, you, people probably look at you and say, oh, I wish, I wish I had that. And so what you have is amazing and needs to be celebrated and acknowledged. And when you see those same things in other people, make a mental wish list and then go home and put that on your dream board or write that in your journal and say, you know, these are the five things that I'm thankful for today. And this is a hope that I put out or a dream that I put out or a goal or, you know, something that I put out there as a, as a, a destiny for myself or something that I want to shoot for. Absolutely. How cool is that? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, I get, it's a, sorry to interrupt you. It's a difference no, between an abundant mindset and a lack mindset because someone with a lack mindset sees someone going on a terrific vacation and then they feel jealous and envious. And the re- reason they feel jealous or envious is because they feel that they can't have it because they don't have enough money, they don't have enough time, they don't, you know, they can't do this for whatever reason. They don't believe in their own ability, their own creative ability to say, yeah. This is, like you're saying, this is a dream I have. I, too, would like to go on this fabulous vacation. I, too, would like to do that. Or I'd like to do that plus do something different. I'd like to go here instead of there and get excited about the possibilities. But so many people, they stop themselves in their creative track because they think, oh, I don't have enough. It's not enough, and so why even put it out there? And so then, you know, it's like that's where the envy and jealousy comes from. Instead of looking at someone going, wow, cool trip. I would so love to do that. Don't know when I'm going to be able to do that, but I'm totally putting it out there that I'm going to do that. Wow, what would that be like to even be on that trip? Oh my gosh, that would be so amazing, you know, and taking the action steps that, that you do. So maybe it's starting to save your money to go towards that trip or whatever. I mean, you might get find when you're in that divine inspiration, you might have a friend that goes, hey, I got an extra ticket. That happened to me. I got an extra ticket to go on this cruise. Do you want to come with me? 
You know, it, wow. it's like you never know what's going to happen. But if you're in lack and limitation, that magic, that energy can't come through. So that's right. the difference between lack and abundance. I love that. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how you can get your children into that abundant mindset for the holidays. Great. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are having such a great time here with Christy Whitman, who is the creator of the Enlightened Kid program. And before the, before the break in the last segment, I kind of, we kind of went through a, a sort of a coaching together, which was really kind of cool. And um, you were talking about how to change, how we can change or how we really have to change our mindset from one of limitation and lack to one of abundance and appreciation. And I think that that would be just the most amazing tool 
to give to kids. In my opinion, if your child is old enough to make a wish list for Santa, they're old enough to make a gratitude list. Absolutely. So how in your, you know, I don't know if you have like five quick tips or if you have a whole process, but what is an action item that we can give to our listeners that they could take back to their homes today and put into practice to try to, try to shift that mindset with themselves and their kids? Well, first and foremost, we talked about this before, it always starts with the parents. So if, you, if you're going through your day and you're like, oh, the weather sucks and, oh, my car this, and, you know, your kids, again, are picking up on that, and that's coming from a lack place. So, but if you're walking out your front door and you're like, oh, what a beautiful day, oh, my gosh, you know, wow, it's kind of cold out, but, you know, aren't we grateful we got gloves and we got hats and, you know, it's, it's looking for the things that are right and that you can appreciate, your children are going to do the same. My three-and-a-half-year-old literally this morning as we walked outside went, oh, Mommy, what a beautiful day. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, and then literally yeah. at breakfast, literally at breakfast he said to me, Oh, what a life. And and had such gratitude for this life. And I'm like, he's three and a half. They get it. You know, mm-hmm. and and it, it, so that's first and foremost is that we have to be the example for our children that, you know, what we're focusing on, you know, can are we focused on the gratitude that we ha- that we have for the things that we do have or are we focused on, you know, that we don't have enough? Because that's exactly it, it's almost like we're little children that haven't been parented that well. And I think of, like, my um, my kids, you know, we go into a, a toy store. This happened on Sunday. I told my kids, I said, listen, today I choose to save my money. I am not buying anything. As a matter of fact, Mommy's leaving her purse in the car. We're going to go into the toy store, have as much fun as you want, play with everything you want. But today I am not buying anything. Understand? Understand, Mommy, you know go into the toy store, and then it's like play with this, play with that, play with this, and then all of a sudden there's that fire truck, and Alex starts working it. Mommy, can I have this fire truck? (laughs) Remember, Alex, I told you that Mommy's choosing to save her money today. Yeah, but this fire truck, I said, you know, you've got about 10 fire trucks at home. Yeah, but this one's different. And so I just stopped him, and I said, listen, I told you Mommy is saving her money. You know, Santa is coming. He needs to be able to get you something. You have so much. You know, it's like, can you just be grateful that Mommy took you to the toy store and you got to see all these cool toys and you got to play with them? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Mommy. And he grabbed me, you know. And, and so it, it's we have to not um, – we have to teach our children how to be grateful and what mm-hmm. to focus on and what not to focus on. So first, we have to be the example. Second, we have to, you know, show them that stop focusing on what you're not getting. Focus on the fact that I did just take you to a toy store and you got to play for a good hour with all of these fun toys. You know, so that's really an important thing. And what were we going to say? I love that. <laughs> and, you know, and, and go out of your way. Like, you know, we have in the um, Enlightened Kid um, program Hardy Bear. Hardy Bear is our lovable character. He's a little bear. And um, you could actually go to EnlightenedKid.com. There's a whole story of how this whole program was created and, and the magic and the miracle around everything. Um, but there's a book in there that's called Hardy Bear Starts His Day. And it literally teaches kids to, before they even get out of bed, to look around their room and go, wow. I'm so grateful. Look at all the toys that I have. 
You know, look at all the things I can appreciate. And we need to start using that language with our kids, you know. And even like in the book, Hardy Bear saying, wow, I really appreciate my mom making breakfast for me every day. And, you know, that helps, it stops and slows kids down enough to say, your mom makes you breakfast every day. We do that at night. My husband always says, guys, let's thank mommy for this awesome meal. And my kids, like Alex last night, he goes, this is a great dinner, mommy. You know, so it's like they can learn how to not only feel gratitude but express their gratitude. And that's something, too, is that, you know, instead of just going through the motions, like we're really big on manners, really big on manners, please and thank Mm -hmm. yous and excuse me's and, and that kind of thing. And so if I hand something to Alex, he's like, he, you know, and he kind of walks away. I'm like, what do we say? Thank you. And it's like, no, 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 come here. And I have him be in the present moment. I have him look at me. And, I mm-hmm. said, and then I hand it to him again, and, I, and then he looks at me and goes, thank you, Mommy. And it's like he then feels it because all of us are moving so fast, including our kids. They want to go play, you know, do all this kind of stuff. And it's like we have to slow them down, stop, be present, and connect with the feeling. Because as with law of attraction or any of the universal laws, it's the vibration that we give out, it's the energy that we give out that really does make a difference. It's not just the, oh, thank you, you know, I'm so appreciative of my life. You know, it's like that doesn't do anything. It's like, wow, I'm so appreciative of my life. There's so much life in that. There's so much appreciation and gratitude in that. There's energy Mm -hmm. behind it. And we have to teach them how to do that. And I love that you take the time to go back and say, let's try that again. These I are think teachable that we are, moments. Yeah. It is. It's such a teachable moment. And I think, I think that a lot of what happens is that we are in such a hurried state of mind constantly. And I think that's why we let children get away with behaviors that maybe our parents wouldn't have allowed us to get away with. Mm-hmm. You know, we so many people, and you, as you can imagine, I, I deal with a lot of people that say what's wrong with the world today is that we don't, we're not harsh enough in, with our discipline. Um, I think what's wrong with the world today is that we're not um, present enough in our teachable moments. Mm-hmm. I think that right. if you are able to come back and say, you know, okay, so your child gives you an off-the-cuff, like, yeah, whatever, thanks, Mom, to be able to stop and have the awareness to say, you know what, come back. Let's do that again. Yeah. And to have them repeat it and feel, to your point, be in the moment and actually feel the emotion that goes along with appreciation with validating someone. Because so much more happened when your husband said to your kids, let's thank mommy for this meal. That was more than a teachable moment for those kids. That validated what you gave, the gift that you gave to your family. Mm -hmm. It made you feel appreciated. And when you felt appreciated, you would be more willing to repeat that behavior and do those more of those things for your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say that. It's like, you know, the universe is just like if you think about two kids, and I actually had this happen with two of my little cousins. You give someone a gift, and they're like, take the gift, and they run. I mean, Mm -hmm. how excited are you going to be to give that child a gift? But then you have another child, and you give them a gift, and they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That's 
and you're just, they're like freaking out and they're jumping up and down. They hug you and kiss you and like, oh, you know, I love you so much. This is the best person ever. You know, you're like, oh, take it all. You know, you're like, yeah, one day, whatever I have. You know, you just want to give to that child. And it's the same thing. It's gratitude and appreciation is a very attractive quality. And so, and and also a repelling quality is not appreciating, be taking for granted. And, mm-hmm. you know, so think of it from the universal perspective. If you're like, this life sucks, you know, I don't get this and I don't get that. You know, the universe isn't going to be like, yeah, let me shower you with more. You so appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you're like, oh, this life is so great. Then you're just going to be like, well, here, have some more to appreciate. It's so true. It's so true. And I think that um, I have so many funny stories about that, but um, I, I always have this slogan when, I, when I'm working with companies and, and salespeople. I always tell them, do your job so well that people are actually excited to pay you. Mm-hmm. And that happens so rarely anymore. You know, yeah. it's like how many times have you gone into a restaurant or you've gone into a retail establishment and the person that waited on you was so attentive and so appreciative of you that you were excited to pay or tip them? Mm-hmm. That's true. And you know what you're talking about, and you you talked about this a couple of minutes ago too, and we were both kind of talking about that, is really presence is being fully embodied, being fully present in no matter what you do, not in five minutes from now, not in an hour from now. I'm, I'm all about, you know, creating your future and connecting with your future self because that is something that we need to do to, in order to, you know, be deliberate in our creations and all that. And it's important to heal your past and, and, and all that. But the present moment, that's where our power is. And that's where our connectable moments are, not only with ourselves, but with our partners and our children. And like you're saying, even at work, when you're fully present, fully embodied, fully giving all of you in the moment that you're in, that's when you're going to be a better parent, a better lover, a better, you know, wife, a better employee, employer, whatever it is, when you're fully present. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what we really need to start focusing on in all aspects of our life because however present you are, we can even be that much more present. That's so valuable. And sometimes, I mean, it, sometimes when we say things like being present, it sounds like such an ambiguous, it, it's like it, it doesn't, it's such a big term that people don't really know what it means. And for us and our family, what we found to bring us present is to stop and look the person in the eye and and just breathe mm-hmm. for three seconds and not say a word and just look at the person and just count to three in your head before you say anything. And then you're not formulating those responses in your head and you're not trying to create an argument. You're just really getting into the space and into connection with the person that you're trying to talk to. Mm-hmm. And when we do, when we when we bring ourselves into the same space and we bring ourselves onto the same vibrational level, not only are we more appreciative, but we're more thankful for the people that are in our life. Mm-hmm. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk more about how you can get your partner in on the whole law of attraction thing. 
Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood MBA and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for listening in to the show. This has been such an amazing conversation and just has gone in so many different directions. So, Christy, thank you so much for facilitating that and, and bringing that into the space. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, before the break, we were talking, we've been talking a lot about how, as parents, when we live our lives through the law of attraction or, you know, when we live our lives in a certain way, our kids will grow up in that environment and it'll, it'll be just part of who they are. And I agree with that fully. You know, I believe that our children kind of embody the environment that they're raised in. It, mm-hmm. they, they don't really have another choice, do they? No. <laughs> Soak it up like a sponge. Exactly. They are. And then they regurgitate it in like, like peas. But, they, the thing that I found when I first started down this path, ironically, 
I was in a, in a state of depression and, and going through a lot of really yucky stuff in many years ago. And I mean, I, my, like I lost my brother and, and my mom got cancer and I was like, it was, it was all this really bad aura stuff was going on in my life. And I kept going, what am I doing? Why am I bringing this into my life? You know, why am I being punished? All of those things that come up when bad things happen in the world. Sure. So I was going through a period where I was actually withdrawing from my own kids, my own family. Um, I was going through a really bad depression. They wanted to put me on medication. And my husband bought me the secret for Easter. Um, so ironically, he was the one who brought this whole mindset into my space. And when I started to, with little things, I started with the gratitude journal and I started with daily affirmations and I started with, you know, putting out that higher vibrational abundance mindset, all of that stuff. And I started to notice really great things happening in my life. And it was all of a, as a result of what my husband had given to me, mm-hmm. but yet when I would try to have these conversations with him about the law of attraction, being an engineer, being, you know, a very logical, analytically minded person, and not a spiritual person, he poo-pooed it immediately and consistently. Like, there's no way that doesn't exist. It's, you know, it's, it's hocus pocus, snake oil, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and... As I I got my certification in dream coaching, I started working with clients and taking them through these processes. And what I found was a lot of people that I was coaching were in the same situation as me, where, you know, when we were talking and when we were in our coaching process, we were present, we were on the same level, everything was, was flowing and was easy. But as soon as they went back into that negative environment with a a person who didn't believe in what they were doing or didn't understand their language or their terminology, they would be the person who would immediately drop. Okay. Yeah, that's very, very common. So the the thing you kind of have to ask yourself is, you know, is it a really negative environment or is it just that, um, you know, like in the situation with your husband, as an example, I mean, being kind of more of that logical, scientific kind of mind, I mean, you know, it's almost like A plus B equals C. And instead of talking in law of attraction language, it's like, listen, when, you know, the, the really the formula for manifestation is, you know, that a thought then leads to an emotion the emotion then leads to, you know, the action that you take, and an action then leads to the results that you have in your life. So that's more of a logical, you know, so if someone is thinking negative thoughts, they're probably going to feel negative, you know, and, and that will affect your body in a negative way. Would he agree with any of that? Yes. Okay. So take it from that perspective as far as that's why it's important to shift your thoughts, you know, um, be deliberate in the emotions that you want to feel because if if it's logical for him, um, you know what I mean, it's like, okay, thoughts, equal, thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions, actions lead to results. So if you want to have this particular positive result in your life, you have to be taking positive actions that come from positive emotions, positive thoughts. That's a way to kind of approach it with people. 
if you're in a situation where you have clients that are just, you know, they literally are in a very negative environment where their husband or wife or whatever it is is very negative, um, that's something for a totally different discussion. If if your husband is at least willing to... Um, you know, see that and be able to progress with that and, and is a pretty optimistic person anyway or at least willing to work on himself to um, change his thoughts or change his emotions or, you know, that that's not so bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the way I always think about law of attraction, let me give you this perspective and hopefully this will help you and your and your listeners, is that I think of law of attraction like this. I think of law of attraction, the universal laws for that matter, that it is the most juicy, yummiest, fantastic cake out there. And the way I like to think of it is I have gone into my kitchen and I have created this masterpiece of this amazing cake. And what I used to do back in the day is when someone would come over, I would say, oh, my God, you've got to try this cake. And they'd be like, no, thank you, I don't want a cake. No, seriously, you, trust me, you've got to try this. I'm telling you. And then, like, I'm shoving it in their face. And they're like, no, 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 I don't want your cake. No, seriously, you have got to try this cake. And now I'm, like, force-feeding it to them. And they're going, back off, I don't want your stupid cake. You know, right now they're getting angry. What I, what I have learned to do now is I just sit in my kitchen and I just enjoy my yummy cake. And what now happens is people are looking around the corner at me in the kitchen going, what are you eating? You know, so that that's the kind of the analogy that I give because I used to, oh, my God, I've got the answer for everything. It's these universal laws. Family of mine, let me teach you to change your life. Let me shove this cake down your face. Friends of mine, and they're all like, I don't want your damn cake. Get it out of my face. And so I realized that, you know what, in order for me to create the life that I want, nobody else has to believe in the law of attraction. Nobody has to else to, has to create it with me. If I'm in alignment with my desires, if I'm in alignment and doing my own inner processes and work, it's going to turn out fine, and I'm going to have this juicy, yummy cake, this awesome, just delicious, scrumptious cake. And others are welcome to join me if they choose. If they don't, then that's fine. I'm still going to enjoy it. But what other people do is not dependent on me enjoying my cake. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I hope that enough people are receiving that the way I did in that be the result of your ultimate path instead of preaching the result of your ultimate path. Yeah. Because more people will follow you if you've already got momentum and you already look like you're enjoying the journey, mm-hmm. you know? But exactly. if you're standing there pulling on people, I used to be a dog groomer, Labrador retrievers, if you push on them to get them to go in one direction, they will push back on you with every ounce of force that they have in their body. And in life, there are people that we know the direction that they need to go in, but they're Labradors. And the more you push them the more they're going to push back. Mm-hmm. But if I take a treat and I walk in the direction that I want that Labrador to go, he will follow me anywhere. Mm-hmm. So make it attractive. Make it rewarding. Make it appealing. Give them the enticement of what they can have if they choose to follow you instead of trying to shove them where you want them to go. Yes, and also make the focus be on you and what you're creating, and not mm-hmm. dependent on them and their accept. You don't need their approval to effectively work with 
law of attraction. You don't need their acceptance or even their understanding for you to start creating what you want in your life. I love that. It's so true. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that. They think so many people, especially women, mothers, who want to be nurturers, they feel that they need to have total buy-in. They feel that they need to have total agreement and understanding. Everyone needs to be on the same page so that we can all walk in unison in the same direction. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if you're, if you're happily and joyfully walking in the direction of your dreams, people will follow you. People want to know what are you doing. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. I love that so much. And, you know, it, it's so funny because we have, um, there's a story in Stop Raising Einstein where we were all, we were on vacation and it was one of those driving way too far vacations in the car together. Mm-hmm. And we were all bickering and fighting and complaining. And, you know, we had a great hotel to stay in with a, a breakfast buffet, but we picked the two things on the buffet we didn't like and then bitched about them, right? Mm-hmm. So, so then we decided to leave and go somewhere else. And then we complained about the chocolate milk and we complained about this and we complained about about that. And finally, my husband went to the bathroom and I looked at the kids and I said, you know what, we're going to flip a switch here. We're going to be thankful for the fact that we can go on this vacation, that we can be together, that we're all healthy, that we have two legs that we can walk on, that we can, you know, enjoy this trip, that we have food and we have the money to pay for it. All these things that we can be thankful for and we're going to we're going to start an attitude of gratitude for the rest of the trip. And it took my husband a little while longer cuz he wasn't there for that whole flip flipping of the switch ritual. Yeah. You know, so he was still complaining about, you know, the rain and having to drive in the rain and how, you know, oh, what a crappy day to go to the amusement park. And I'm like, look, we're driving in the rain. The fact that it's raining means there's not going to be as long a lines at the, at the amusement park. And, you know, we got into a conversation about the law of attraction. And before you know it, being thankful for being driving in the rain instead of standing in the rain and being with our family, the sun came out. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, see, baby, sometimes it's just a matter of being thankful for the things that are in your space, recognizing them and appreciating them to bring more of that good stuff into your life. Absolutely. You know, Christy, I had such a great time with you today. I can't believe that our time is up. I know. But but I want to remind everybody that they can totally connect with you at ChristyWhitman.com. And are you on Facebook? I am. I am Christy Whitman International. And that's that's Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. Whitman. That's right. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. connect with us on Facebook. If you have comments or questions or anything, on, go to our website, go to our Facebook pages, keep in contact with us. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I hope you have an amazing week, and keep playing. Thanks for listening to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Make these Stop Raising Einstein principles your own. Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely. And of course, listen to the show 